Bulls Gold is delivered to you via the Barroom Network, now in its seventh year of providing podcasts about Chicago sports, movies, and more. Make sure to subscribe to the Barroom Network for free and easy downloads of its programming. And visit its merchandising store at deepdishtees.com to purchase t-shirts, hoodies, and mugs. Now, on with the show. Network. I'm Edward Schuler, joined as always by Salim Sudawala. Salim, how you doing today, man? Hey, Ed, I'm doing great. Uh, it is cold in Chicago right now. It's snowing. Yeah. There's uh, there's like an inch or two maybe of snow on the ground. Um, the winter is finally here, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, it is. It, it's doing well. It, you know, it's one of those. Uh, finally, like you know, we we were kind of we were kind of getting um. What's that word? Kind of getting like lucky with this weather right. because it wasn't it wasn't too bad. Like we didn't really get any really big snow days or like any days that have been too cold. But I think that that polar you know windex is around the yeah. Uh, index is around the uh, corner here. Yeah. So, so I'm 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 bracing myself. It's gonna get to that negative twenty wind chill <laughs> or negative forty wind chill soon enough. But how how's everything out there in uh, North Carolina, man? It's cold, but not not like that. Um, <laughs> you know, we we only get cold to a certain degree up here. I think there was like rumors of some sort of winter storm, whatever that entails. But I think we're just gonna get rain, but. Yeah, not not nearly as uh as cold and frigid as it is out in uh out in Chicago at this time of the year. But you know, we we've been we've been gone for a little while with, for the holidays. So to all of our listeners, uh, you know, happy belated holidays, Merry Christmas, uh, Happy New Year, and you know, it feels like anytime we take like a little break, like the Bulls start actually showing some signs of life sometimes like <laughs> you know whenever you take a little bit of time off the bulls actually start getting their shit together and you know they've the last month in december december was very kind to the bulls we saw a lot of things that we've been looking forward to seeing for a while we got to see kobe white's breakout we got to see patrick williams putting it together as a supporting player and even showing signs of a little bit more we're seeing a style of basketball that we've been wanting to see for quite some time. A lot of, you know, a, a lot of like good passing, Vooch being involved as a passer. Uh, he was playing really well before he went down with an injury. And we've even been seeing lately some minutes from Dalen Terry. So uh, Dalen Terry hours are in effect. And I, I think he's shown a little bit of promise as well we'll we'll get into that but yeah we're gonna we're gonna discuss everything we're gonna get into kobe white we're gonna discuss patrick williams we're going to discuss 
where the Bulls stand currently in the Eastern Conference after December. And, you know, we're also going to get into Zach Levine, who returned um, yesterday against the Charlotte Hornets and contributed to a Bulls win. So let, let's get into it first with um, where the Bulls or not where the Bulls, but how the Bulls played in December. So looking back and like I mentioned, all of those things that started to happen with the Bulls in December, and they actually looked like a pretty solid basketball team. And at one point, I believe the Bulls had one of the better starting lineups in the league in terms of just like net rating, like that lineup with um with like Kobe and um, Demar and Vooch and um I believe it was like Caruso and Pat. I might be or maybe it was um Io instead of uh, Caruso, but um hold on I'm looking yeah Io Kobe DeRozan Pat and Vooch at one point they were a plus nineteen point eight net rating the last month. So, I mean, that's pretty crazy when you consider that. So the team was playing really, really well. And we, we were just getting a lot of good feels about this team and some really encouraging things about the future for this team. So w- what were your thoughts on how the Bulls played overall in December, Salim? I mean, there, there there's so much to really take away from it. But even though there was a lot of hot shooting, it, it, it was just a really promising stretch. Yeah, you know, like I said, it was about the quality of shots they were generating um, because they wanted to play, like you mentioned, wanted to play a more free offense and have the ball moving around. You know, no one really holding on to the ball too long. Um, I mean, you had some moments with DeMar still doing, you know, isolation, but like, it wasn't too bad. And it was, and DeMar generally takes, like, smart shots. He doesn't take bad shots when he... Right when he does uh, go in isolation mode because he has a guy that he can really take, you know, advantage of. Um, but, yeah, the ball was moving around. Uh, Kobe, I think, obviously the the shooting, you know, he it, it was like a heater for him mm-hmm. because he was shooting like 50% on high volume. Like, right. it was like he was taking like nine or ten threes a game and – knocking down like 50 close to 50 percent of his shot of those three so that's not that had to come down at some point and i think it has but i think you're also seeing like in the past when kobe would go on these cold streaks because he was cold for a few games and we got right. like, oh great so is this going to be this like five ten game span where he just can't make anything but it wasn't you know it was only a couple of games and then he bounced back, and he's been back to, like, you know, making down some shots, knocking down shots. Um, outside of yesterday's game, like, overall, the other thing, great thing to see about Kobe is has been his floor game. Uh, he's been really – he's been making good decisions and, and protecting the ball. Has very few turnovers. I think there was that stat in this season. I don't, I don't know what the update it is uh, from the past couple of games, but at one point in clutch games – where the Bulls were like eight and eight at that time when I had looked at the stat, and the, he had like fourteen assists to only one turnover um, in those late game situations like that. So, yeah. you know, that just shows you how like the improvements that he had made. It wasn't just the shooting, obviously. It was this this all around game that he was really being in control as a point guard. Even rebounds, um, yeah, and then really Bush, well too. Like, even yeah, rebound, re- like yeah, re- yeah. Yeah, like ten boards last night against Charlotte, I think. Exactly. Yeah, he's been he's been doing a lot of stuff out there, you know. So yeah, it's going well, and obviously Vooch. Listen, Vooch is. I think you and I both agree. Like you know, he's not. 
his contract. I mean, I think for me at least, I, I can't. I think you're more okay with his contract than me. I think his contract is even that third year is more a little too much for me. But like, uh, and he's not obviously one of these like he's not what the player. I think where you and I agree on, I should say, is that he's not the player that we expected him to be right, even right. Uh, to this point. Uh, but, I mean, there's some things that he does that helps the, the Bulls, uh, regardless of the other negatives about him. Uh, and and as an offensive hub and a connective passer in, the, in that regards, you know, you can see the difference with, with having him and without having him. Those are a few things that do make a difference. So, yeah, I mean, they're, they're playing really good ball. You know, they had, they had a, a – a bit of a you know hiccup because of some injuries because the Lucha's out they missed AC uh, a game or so and then like Pat is out now uh, we'll see if he'll come back but yeah I mean it's been generally better and now Zach is back uh, and I mean I thought it went pretty well for his first game back granted against Charlotte but uh, what, what were your thoughts about last night's game and seeing Zach? I thought that looked. I think that looked good, and we were talking about it before we started recording. One of my concerns was that when Zach came back, he was going to start pressing a little bit, especially with all this stuff, you know, going on with his trade value and things like that. But I thought that looked fine. I think he he did press like here and there, but I think he made smart moves otherwise on offense, and you know, he, he looked like the Zach Levine that we remember at least kind of like in the the peak years, I think, of his uh, Chicago Bulls tenure. So, you know, I was pleased with what I saw of Zach Levine, and I think that a lot of the things that we were talking about, or that, like, some fans were talking about during that December month, I, I feel like it was kind of overblown, and we were really kind of, like, <laughs> really kind of just G and Zach, really. Like, I, I don't think that this Bulls team, like, all right, so... Let's touch on this real quick. The Bulls played really well in December without Zach Levine, but I don't think this Bulls team is better overall without Zach Levine. I think they're better uh, when we talked with uh, Ricky O'Donnell a few shows ago. I think they're better without a certain version of Zach Levine that isn't as effective. But when you're getting a Zach Levine, I think like last night, I think that's a Zach Levine that you are unquestionably a better basketball team with. And um, I think that's the one thing that we had to keep in mind and kind of ignoring really a lot of this like media narrative that the bull that Zach Levine has been holding the Bulls back. But overall, I think last night's game was really good for the vibes overall. We talked about Kobe White and, you know, he continued to look really solid. Um, Daylon Terry made a really nice play. Um, I think it was in the third quarter, uh, picking bridges and then that kind of like behind the back to Zach Levine in transition. That was a, a really, really fun play. So um, it, it was just a really good vibe game overall. Nothing like too crazy in the stat sheet, um, you know, outside of Kobe. It was a, 22, 10 and six. Yeah, it was a glimpse uh, with Dalen. It was a glimpse of Lonzo Light. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> Doing yes. that, you know, turning that defense into offense and getting on the break and and finding his teammate uh, for for easy bucket. You know, yeah, uh, Dalen. Like it's you know, it, we, we've been saying about Dalen. Like you know, the things he, there's things he does out there that you can see the vision, mm-hmm. but the the bear the the Getting over that shooting barrier is going to be what's 
yeah. really makes him pop, right? That, yeah. It, it, it goes from being like a 12th, 13th man that plays only when he and there's injury to when he can get that shot down consistently. I mean, he doesn't need to be an elite shooter. Like, if he can hit, like, 36 37% on open threes. Yeah, he just um, needs to be baseline, that like, competent. makes a big difference. Yeah. That's, that's, that makes a big difference. And then you can say, okay, this guy you can probably see in a top eight rotation. Right. Because he does all these other things. And he's also getting better defensively. Like, I know he makes mistakes here and there, mm-hmm. but you're kind of seeing him get a better feel on, on reading defensive coverages and where to be positionally. Uh, he's not making as many mistakes as he was. I mean, there's still stuff that's happening that's not perfect. Uh, but I think you're seeing uh, situationally that he's doing better. I think there was a play uh, Stefan Noah had pointed out uh, the other day where he had he had kind of a situation where they, they could have switched with him and Io, or sorry, AC, and he kind of Totally seeing that. I got this. And that takes, you know, that takes some brass balls to tell Alex Caruso, like, kind of fend him off. And he did a good job of getting, like, fighting through the screen to keep with Maxi. And like I said, he he kind of told AC, I got this, and was able to, you know, do a good job of, uh, you know, you know, kind of, uh, you know, rein Maxi in in that possession. So, yeah, I mean, you're seeing the improvements of that. Like I said, the form on his shooting looks better. Like, when he gets time and he catches the ball and gets time, the form looks fine. Like, when he's rushed, it kind of looks uh, yeah. a little not too there. But, I mean, we just need him to be a good spot-up shooter, catch-and-shoot guy. There's nothing about him. We don't care if he's ever an off-the-dribble shooter. Because if he does that, like I said, he does the shooting part well, He's going to be a guy that, you know, is going to be in the league for a while. And obviously the energy factor, he brings such a high level feel, uh, energy to the game. Yeah. Just gets out there, gets on the boards, the way he's just relentless on there about getting uh, getting there and getting on the break. So, yeah, the, that's it's been a lot positive. It's been right. nice to see. It's just sent us a lot of positive. But it's been really nice to see Dalen come out. And and see like okay well maybe there's something there was something there all along yeah there there definitely could be something there like I'm I'm interested in his ceiling as a role player I know sometimes like when we talk about rookies and young players we're always shooting for the stars and we're you know hoping for these like really you know dynamic outcomes but I I like Daylon Terry's like the conversation about him as a role player and him reaching that, like you nailed it with, we talk about like the passing, we talk about the defensive ability. Um, He can guard multiple positions on the floor. He's a good athlete. And I like his confidence overall. I think his energy brings a lot to this team and we saw it on the floor last night. So if if we can really start this kind of see Dale and Terry play to his strengths more. And I think, you give it a few more seasons and that shooting could start to come along as long as he, you know, keeps working on it. Like the form does not look nearly as bad as what we've seen in the past from him. So I I think we're going to start to see with the, uh, with how much they've kind of like, they brought in the uh, shooting coach who helped Kobe white. I think we can start to see that rub off some more on some other players, hopefully. And Dalen will be one of them. So we are starting to see the vision with him, a little bit as well um kind of going to another young player and you know this kind of begins our you know project pat segment but uh patrick williams he has 
really started to come along now it's still kind of like a little up and down in terms of like box score numbers but i think we're seeing like a clear difference stylistically in play that has been very consistent in the games and you know you'll be able to say it a lot more than me but for me the one thing that i like most about pat and what he's been doing is that we're seeing more pops of that athleticism and him actually applying that game to game. Like we're seeing him actually trying to dunk the ball more on drives. We're actually seeing him try to like play to his athleticism. And I think that's been a really encouraging sign. And he's also been much more aggressive than me. Like sure. There's still, there still are those nights where it's like, you know, two for five, you know, eight points or whatever, whatever. And four rebounds or some game like that. But I think we are starting to see more of what he can do and his ceiling a little bit as a really solid glue guy. We talked about kind of like that Luol Dang type of role and that type of mold. And I think that that outcome is still there. But um, what do you kind of notice about Patrick Williams during the stretch that has got you excited? Yeah, I feel like his confidence of not, you know, forgetting the last play, like if you made a bad play, mm-hmm didn't make the shot. He doesn't hesitate to attack again. Um, I think he's gotten a good feel on how to cut off ball and move off ball. Um, I think you're generally seeing, and obviously he's not 100% consistent, like you said, uh, game to game, but like the rebounding aspect, I think if you've seen games where he's a m- better at trying to help the team as a team the rebounder right, uh, be good at kind of you know, getting his hand on the ball or maybe a teammate can get the ball. So he's not just kind of standing and watching. You know, there's been a couple of plays where he affected the Bulls getting an offensive rebound. Like he he got in there, got his hand, deflected the ball, and someone else was able to grab it, you know. So there's been situations like that where you see that happen with him. Uh, One thing I still want to see more from Pat is his, his shooting volume. Like, yeah. He's taking like roughly still only like three, just under four a game. Like I want to see five to six threes at at a minimum for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's something because well, he, he's a good shooter, um, but he still has like those moments because he's not confident and, and, and able to. Uh, people think it's, it's like the record scratch where, but it's more so like he just in certain situations, if he doesn't get a clean pass, because he doesn't have as quick of a release. Hmm. Uh, he doesn't have, he doesn't feel like confident to get that shot off. So he'll move the ball. So that's something he needs to continue to work on. And I feel like, you know, that I, I keep saying this too, like with his shooting, like he has such a high release that I feel like if he just has confidence in that, that he can get the shot off, hmm. it shouldn't, I don't think it should be a problem for him. Like he won't get blocked. Yeah. So, I, I just would like to see that volume go up. And, I mean, ideally, obviously, he, he speeds up the, the release even more and we see, you know, the the natural progression from that. Yeah. But, yeah, overall, there's a lot to like what Pat's doing. You, you're kind of seeing, like, you know, you said Luol Deng, OG Ananobi type of hmm. role guy that he could be. And I think uh, I think that's still very much in play with him. And we'll see maybe next season there's more of an offensive pop for him um, because he does show stuff off, off the dribble that he can do more than guys like Dang and OG have shown uh, so far. and there, Or ever, Dang ever showed, yeah. and what OG has shown so far in his career. 
but yeah, we'll, we'll, I'm I'm happy with Patton. Um, and then I'll say this: like if he continues playing like this, it's going to be interesting uh, not to not to get too far into the future conversations about him with his contract and stuff. But a team like Detroit could be uh, to watch it or keep an eye on because they have they're going to have a lot of cap space, and and they, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if they make a big offer for him. Yeah, there's there's going to be competition for him for sure. I mean, it's the Wolves are going to have to pay him a decent amount of money, I think, and um. Like you said, we're, we're seeing a lot more confidence. We're seeing a lot more aggression overall in his game, and he's a lot more active. And these are things that we've been kind of noticing along the way. You mentioned um, you mentioned the shot and just kind of like the speed over it, of it overall. And I feel like it's even still can't come a long way because, like, you remember when he really kind of had, like, that moon ball originally, like, there was a little bit of concern over, like, how long it takes to really get into that motion and to get it off. But – now he's kind of gotten to a point where it's, where it's at least acceptable. So, you know, hopefully he can continue to speed that up. But, yeah, I think Pat is in a really solid place right now. And, um, you know, I think it's for his, you know, personal sake, I think it's looking good for him to get a little bit of a bag in the offseason. Um, kind of rounding out this discussion on the Bulls' younger players, uh, what do you thought What do you thought about what Io's done the last month? Like he's been getting a lot of minutes and he's been, you know, he had a pretty solid December overall. Um, but what have you thought about what he's done and kind of his his role as a, a starter sometimes, kind of like a six man as well? But he's been playing a lot of minutes and um, getting some confidence back too. Yeah, Io's Io's been playing well. Um, the biggest thing I like about Io right now, two things I like about Io right now. Um, granted, his sh- his three point shooting isn't a threat, but I I feel like. I haven't seen him hesitate to let the ball fly. Like he, he like you know, there was last season towards the end at least. Yeah. Even in, towards the middle of the season, he was passing up a lot of shots as he was just too he just had no confidence. He was scared to shoot him. Uh but now he's keeping like the defensive honesty. The ball gets swung to him, he's shooting it. Yeah. Um and you know, for for and overall, like I said, he's not really, you know, a, a good three point shooter still. But um, you know it's it's good to see him continue to or not be scared to shoot the ball. And the other thing has been great is his offensive rebounding. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's been a big boost for the Bulls. Uh, you know his his ability to really crash uh, crash offensive glass and and especially in this span has really helped the um, Bulls offense too. In a sense, you know you get right. those you, you keep getting up. With, a live possession when you you know you get that extra extra rebound. So those have been really good things to see as defensively he continues to have bounce back. So I would say like you know this is really a bounce back year in a sense. You know, st- like you like you said statistically you know you don't see any eye popping numbers for him, but mm-hmm. like he's playing sound basketball. And like I said, he probably still needs to keep working on the three ball just to tr- really get a decent um you know, shot at it, but yeah, he's, he's been playing well. I like, you know, he's been playing good ball. He's, he's back to like being that, that guy that, you know, we drafted that like the way he played when coming out of his rookie year, I feel like, you know, he was making a good impact. Yeah. It's looking like, a. I mean, his contract, him and Kobe, his, their contracts are looking like steals right now in terms of just where we, what are, what are they getting right now? Like 18, com, 18 combined. I think Kobe's what, at like yeah, 11. Yeah, it's, it's pretty, it's like pretty like good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. 
They're assets for sure. Like, I mean, I, I don't think the Bulls should necessarily trade anyone, but like, I don't know what you could get for Ayo in the open market. Maybe a late first. I, I don't know if that's realistic, but no. still, yeah, these contracts aren't bad. So, yeah. Um, and obviously, Kobe, you're not looking to trade right now unless it's like a, a big, tra- like a, you know, a, a trade that you can't turn down yeah. type of deal. But yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely like when the, the conversation that we had, a lot of people had oh, like, wow, they can't, why did they do the three year 21 million? Mm-hmm. Wow, why did they just jump to that contract? Like, but now it's not looking too bad. Like, you know, we all, we kept talking about percentage of cap. He's, he's yeah. such a low percentage of the yeah. cap and he's a solid player out there. The team, the teams can trust the play that'll give them good minutes when they, when he's on the floor. Yeah. And, and that's always a value in this league. Yeah, the, the the cap is going to keep going up, and these deals are going to keep looking even better and better. So, yeah, you, I I don't even know what you – like you said, I don't even know what you would move I.O. for that's more useful to you unless you were just getting something really favorable. But I, I think this stretch has just been really – I had I had my doubts about um, what a rebuild would look like going forward, but I think December gave me a lot of encouragement – in terms of what these young players can be when you look at what Kobe's done, when you look at what Pat's done, when you look at how Io's done. Like, yeah, Io's not shooting the ball well, but I think he's still playing pretty solid overall. And even DT is showing some signs of life and looking pretty encouraging overall. So it's good to see that the young players are showing something and showing that they belong and actually impacting the game. And they've been a really big part of uh, the Bulls' play in December. So um, we'll see if the team can keep it up in January. But kind of shifting back to um you know how the overall team has looked the bulls right now are um 10th 10th in the west or 10th in the east i should say uh at 16 and 21 um so they're they're in that they're in that play in mix and um a, a actual playoff berth is probably unlikely but um they're they're in that play in mix for sure so um what what do you think about I, I think the the assumption a while back was that the Bulls were going to to just get might not even be in the play in mix. Like it, it was just gonna get really bad, especially when you consider a Zach Levine trade and if a DeMar DeRozan trade or Caruso trade immediately followed that. But um it it looks like the Bulls could very well like there's a decent chance the bulls could stay in the play-in mix pretty much all season long and depending on what they get in a zach levine trade i i would argue it's probably going to keep them just as competitive if not more considering what they did they, they showed in december without him so um you know you know what do you what do you think about where all of this is tracking to lead by the end of the season like are you fine with the re- the end of season result being in the play in mix do you think they should be looking to um you know strip the team down as much as possible so that they can tank a little bit i mean wh- what are your thoughts on where this is all heading yeah so i i'm still very much in favor of uh, maximizing future assets because um i i think i mean this is a play in team i think regardless of how much better they could get. I mean, unless they go on this super hot tear where they become like a six, they start winning at a 60 win pace. Mm-hmm. Like you said, I think they're going to be in the play in. And 
certainly there's benefits to getting more playoff experience to an extent, but you also need like young guys that are like a blue chip prospect young guys, right? Like we have, we talk about Kobe, we talk about Pat, Dale and showing improvements, but these guys are not like top two guys, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, or a number one guy. Uh, that or it could become that guy, you know, when you, when you have these young prospects, like, you know, if you had like a Chet Holgram or something like that, because, okay, well, we got Chet, like, mm. that he's really looking like a big time player and he could be really great. You know, you don't got guys like that. I don't even know if the Bulls have, like, when you look at, talk about OKC, like, I don't even know if the Bulls have a Jalen Williams. Mm. Like, I'm not sure they have that caliber of player, you know, like a young guy that looks like he could be a legit all-star. Yeah. Um, so when I talk about, when we talk about that, I, I think it's good that, you know, they're, they're playing better. Um, but I would still look to, obviously we talk about Zach, um, ideally he, he plays well here and uh, helps his trade value. I would still see if you can get a couple of picks for AC. DeMar, I'm kind of on the level with like, so like, I don't know what you could get for DeMar. If it, the value's not there, I'm fine with keeping him. Just because that he does kind of help yeah, Kobe players, with yeah. the ball handling and things like that. I mean, I think Vooch probably isn't movable. So if you have Demar and Vooch, and then you play the young guys for the rest of the season, um, I'm not. I'm, I'm not about tanking. Like I don't want the Bulls to start like just losing every game. I just want them to like get some assets in the future for future purposes, so then they can start really you know, assessing this roster and going to more towards more of a young route and not to say young route, like the Pistons or things like that, but have more, get more young assets a little bit mm-hmm. in the next two years or so. Uh, and I mean, and ideally next season is when I would want them to have more lottery picks or lottery balls, because you got like a guy like Cooper flag. Yeah. If you land him into 25 draft, that changes your franchise's fortune, you know, that that really makes you and everything then at that point can line up because then you have Kobe that can Kobe and Pat and if and 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 Io and Dale and all these guys that they can they can fit around this big level prospect, this guy that has a potential to be a, a number one, a star in this league. So but, I mean that's where I'm still at. Like I'm I'm never for like flat out tanking, but I'm 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 for smart long-term good construction team building construction and, and logical moves to say okay well you know we should maximize this is a good opportunity to maximize future assets especially when you have guys like ac that a bunch of teams have won and they would be willing to give up good value for him right yeah no i i agree with you i think if i think if all of this whatever move they make whatever moves they make and if the team continues to play like they did in December or shows flashes of that and that ends up with the team in the playing game, then I'm fine with that. Like it is what it is, you know, and worst case you say, Hey, we can get the, we can continue to give these guys some playoff basketball experience, which is never a bad thing. And it's actually pretty solid overall for development. And it's pretty solid overall to, you know, market and brand your team to show that you're not like a, you know, a loser type of team. Like you're not, a basement dweller you're not the pistons or something like that where you're looking hopeless so um i i think these scenarios are fine and um if, if they end up getting some other solid role pieces like we we talked about um 
you know, we'll, we'll get into the Zach Levine stuff in, in a minute, but we talked about, you know, if they made a trade with the Golden State Warriors and they got some pretty solid young pieces from them, then, you know, you're starting to build a pretty solid, you know, nucleus around a potential star if you can get someone else in the draft like a Cooper Flag or whoever that may be. So um, that can really strengthen the base that you're hoping to get a real guy in when you are starting to, um, you know, begin that rebuild. But um, overall, yeah, I think if the Bulls are going to land in the play-in, then that's fine. I mean, it's entertaining basketball. If they continue to play the way that they have recently, then, you know, more power to them. So I, I think that would be a really good look overall for the team. Um, getting into the Zach Levine, um, you know, updates with um, his trade outlook. So um, I'm just kind of going off the top here and trying to summarize. But um, I think we've seen a lot from Woj and Shams that, about um, the market for Zach Levine, and it's basically non-existent at this point, or at least a lot of teams are kind of, you know, downplaying it and kind of diminishing it, and maybe that's to leverage the type of deal that they may want for Zach Levine, who knows, but at this point, Woj is saying that there's not really a market for Zach, and that, you know, a lot of teams are kind of looking at his contract, and it's not really attractive, and, you know, they may want to see they may have other players in mind that they are prioritizing or that they want to see Zach Levine, you know, come back from his injury and look a certain way before they go down that route. Uh, we also still know that Zach Levine is very much still wants to go to the Lakers. And that's where Clutch wants to, you know, ideally have him land land there. So who knows how that goes, but we know that that's definitely the plan. So um, we, we've seen other teams mentioned like here and there. I think we've seen Golden State mentioned. We've seen Philadelphia mentioned um, that there was some speculation about the Pistons or something like that. Maybe um, I don't Dallas might have been a long time ago, but I don't think that's really happening. But it, it's just a lot of kind of like um, very kind of like weak speculation, I guess. I guess I guess some teams are like kind of just um just dipping their toes in the water, so to speak. So um, wh what are your thoughts on what this trade market looks like for Zach Levine right now? And I think me and you, we're both kind of on the same page where we would love to see a Warriors deal happen because they have the best young pieces and it makes sense for them, at least in terms of where they are at basketball-wise and needing a trade to turn some things around, even though there are legitimate questions about whether Zach Levine can fit in that type of offense, but um, that would be the most ideal situation, at least for the Bulls. But what's your, where's your mind at right now in terms of where, um, where Zach Levine is in his um, quest to be moved on from Chicago? Yeah, I mean, I think right now the Bulls are at a point where the only trade they could get is basically a Matt Lane. Like the, that rumor about like D'Angelo Russell and Rui, Rui from the Lakers for Zach, which would be not a good trade for the Bulls <laughs> so at all. <laughs> um, that's basically where they're at. Or and you know you got excuse me, you got like Woj talking about like the market is barren, like you mentioned. Um, I think the what the Bulls are kind of, and I think that the AK is doing the right thing. As much criticism that he's gotten and rightly deserved. Uh, to this point, uh, he, he is smart to not just jump on a trade. 
uh, play it out till the trade deadline. See if in, the, in these next, you know, four weeks. I'm, I can't remember the deadline, like the middle of February, I think, right? It's like, like um, 17th or something like that. I think it's like before the, um, before the All-Star game, right? Because they... They, yeah, yeah, I think it's like the week. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they I know they traded a few years back. They, uh, they changed that, but uh, I couldn't remember. Okay, let Let's know. take a look where, if there's a date here. Um, I'm trying to figure this out here. What the heck? There's usually a pretty good date that just pops up. It's in February sometime, and I can't remember. Oh, yeah. February is the NBA trade deadline. So. Um, yep, so February, a month, like February less, a little over a month. Yep, Thursday, yeah, February, correct, February. So, yep, yep, a little over a month. Um, is what the Bulls have left to see if Zach can play good basketball. Uh, Bulls continue to kind of win with him. Uh, that that winning continues, if you will, hmm. and then maybe you can move him in a deadline. And I think if there's a good deal at that point, it makes sense to move him. Uh, and not keep playing this this game of, well, we want more, we want more, mm-hmm. because I think we've been down that path before, and then all of a sudden, you know, we fall back into this. Well, now we can't move him. So, and the other uh, other aspect too is this contract. I think maybe more so is becoming a negative asset just because of the right the volatility around the, the negative conversations around Zach, that contract just teams are looking at it. It's like, Oh, I don't know if I want that contract. So yeah, yeah I it's, mean, it's already like Zach. We'll see. It's already like Zach. The player already has warts that other teams feel like he has that maybe, that maybe Bulls fans don't feel like he has. And mm-hmm. you throw that contract on top of it. And it's like, Whoa, like, and, you know, again, Bulls fans don't feel like that contract is bad, especially with the cap going up. Like, it's a normal max contract. It's nothing crazy. But it, it already, when you throw that onto teams who already have concerns about his game and his fit and those um, same narratives that have we've talked about on the show that have followed him throughout his career, it all just adds up. And that's kind of where we're at with Zach Levine, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and maybe another team maybe we can look at, too, is Philly, because I know they were interested in OG. Yeah. But obviously the Knicks got OG. So maybe towards the deadline, like I said, Zach keeps playing well. And I think there's clutch ties in Philly, too, right? Um, mm-hmm. And and maybe the, and maybe like Embiid pushes for it and, and the Bulls could figure out how to get, you know, a couple of those Clippers picks. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if Tobias, I mean, I guess Tobias would have to be included just because he's like the only contract I can think of right now Yeah, I, that would match Zach's contract. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you can get a couple of those first for, and Tobias, that would be at this point, that would be a pretty good, uh, happy return. Yeah. Um, and maybe there's another young prospect that they have there that not, a, not a big prospect, but a guy that looks like, yeah, he could probably be a decent player, a rotation player, a young guy that you can maybe develop into becoming a two-way, three-and-D type player, if you will. Yeah. And you can kind of swing that too. But, yeah, um, that's where I think we're at with Zach. I think it's just, just wait and see. Let's see how he does. Let's see how the team plays with him, how he plays, how he engage. If he continues to do at the minimum what he did yesterday, um, I think the shooting variance will come back. I mean, I think he was rusty just from not playing for over a month. Mm. Um, so the, the three point shooting like was was off. He only hit one of five. Um, and we know he can do better than that. Um 
So once his minutes get ramped up, he, if he keeps playing the way he did, especially defensively, like he was so much more engaged defensively than he's been all season. Yeah. Like he was back to being at least that guy that, you know, the, where where he was passable and solid on defense and not just, not this horrendous worst defensive player in the league that doesn't even make any effort or care to defend. So yeah, if he right. if he does those things, I think, you know, there there could be a possibility that his that, you know, the value does come back up for him. So let's say let's kind of look at like worst case and best case scenario. So for us, like we still think best case scenario is a trade with the Golden State Warriors. Like that it's plausible whether that involves um adding caruso to zach but that's probably the best case scenario just in terms of assets and players that you can get back right because there's mm-hmm. you know whatever combination you want to make of kaminga moody uh Pazinski, um my guy tjd um whatever combination you want to make of that i don't know if wiggins contract has to be in there i'm, I'm assuming it has to but probably yeah, yeah it has to um wiggins are Clay's contract. I don't know. His or Chris Paul. Yeah, yeah. Wiggins or Chris Paul. I mean, I wouldn't mind Chris Paul coming back just because there'll be a pretty. And then maybe you can you can flip Demar at that point because then you have Chris Paul being a solid mentor for uh, Kobe and Pat. Yeah, or worst case, like Chris Paul just is just like you know buy me out and I'll go to a contender. So I mean, either way, but yeah, I'd be fine with that too. So. Um, yeah, Golden State seems to have the best case scenario of assets and players. Um, worst case, I mean, is it is it a deal with the Lakers? I mean, what's the the only pick the Lakers can trade is what like a twenty twenty nine a twenty nine pick yeah, yeah twenty twenty nine pick they, so they can trade their pick a twenty twenty four pick but it would have to be on draft day like you can they can't trade it right now. <laughs> So we gotta wait for a twenty twenty nine first for uh, Zach to yeah. play out, and there's not really. I mean, Reeves is a solid player, but they don't I mean, really that, have like a whole lot of like guys that you can really. Yeah, I mean, you got about. like Max Christie, who's an intriguing young player. I mean, not not like a star upside or anything, but mm. uh, he's an intriguing young guy that they got. What do you make of so so? looking at kind of like a middle ground and you mentioned Philly as a team that we're not really talking about enough. Is there another team that you think could maybe jump in, jump in on this at the last second? Like, I mean, I don't know how legit, I mean, is Sacramento a team that could be in there somehow? I don't know if he fits that offense really, but you know, Sacramento is not really a big free agent destination. And we know that they were in on Pascal Siakam. I believe they pulled, I believe they pulled out of that. Maybe they didn't want to pay a certain price for Siakam, but um, yeah, I think Masai probably asked for a Keegan, and they're like, "Yeah, bye." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that's so yeah, I, yeah, we're I, good. <laughs> no, I think I think just a lot of people have been mentioning like like uh, Hooter, um, Barnes, and another uh, Davion Mitchell matches up to Zach's contract perfectly. Yeah. Um, so it'd probably have to be a lot of, and then it, I don't know, if, I don't know if they'd want to throw in how many picks or if they would be how many picks they'd be willing to throw in. Uh, could you get one pick even? Um, so then that, picks. you know, you, <laughs> what's that? It has to be some good picks, man. With uh, yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying though. Like right now, 
I don't know what you get, but maybe close to the deadline if if like I said, Zach plays well and and the Bulls are looking good, and maybe at that point teams are like, okay, I'm really interested, and we'll give you something good for Zach. Yeah, because I'm, I mean, I'm I'm looking at their roster, and um, I mean, they, I mean, the Kings don't obviously don't have a bad roster, but it's just like I don't know. I mean, Herder, I mean, Herder would be a guy, but. Mitchell is not very. I mean, I mean, so Barnes is kind of washed, if you will, and Herder is good, but I think those guys would at least fit in as far as what the team wants to do offensively, like play, you know, Mm -hmm. the way they want to play. At least they would fit in doing that. So that's the positive there. And then, I mean, Davion Mitchell is, I mean, he hasn't really, you know, lived up to anything. Yeah. To his to the to this day, as far as what people, I mean, I don't know what people were expecting out of him. That's I think people were probably expecting him to be like one of the best defenders in the league. I think he has his moments, but he's a good, good um, defender, but not like, yeah, not not anywhere near like the college type of impact he had, and the off yeah, his offensive yeah. game has not gotten anywhere so far in three years. So it's kind of just like he's right, right. You know, he he looks more just kind of like a a guy that's just gonna you know, ride pine for a while unless he can figure out um, something with his offensive game. But um, Right. So, I mean, mm-hmm. th- those are the – I mean, it's just kind of like it's, – it's, right now it's like a poo-poo platter of, <laughs> of of choices because the Bulls just don't – like until, like I said, it's, it's just a waiting game. I think the Bulls, Bulls are going to have to wait till the deadline to – to see what happens with Zach. Yeah. Unless like, some, I think that's just where we're at. Yeah. Unless like some random, like team that doesn't, that doesn't immediately make a lot of sense pops up. Like, I mean, if, um, you know, if Charlotte, for example, came into the mix and said, Hey, we'll give you, um, <laughs> I mean, I don't think they would. Well, I don't know, like. It, I don't know what they would want to give. Like, um, I mean, like PJ I, Washington and uh, Gordon Hayward's expiring, <laughs> and some picks. I don't and, know. And a, and a picks. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's. Yeah, it's just like I said. It's just uh, it's just basically a yeah. waiting game at this point. Yeah. I, I just don't see any scenario in the next. So you at least at this moment, like and the next, like I said, by the trade deadline, a lot could change, and that's like a month. Like I said, a little bit over a month away. So. Yeah, so is your so so we'll wrap on this. Um is your prediction that Zach is a deadline day deal or do you think before that? Like you think that, you think this goes right up until the deadline? Yeah, I do think it goes right yeah. up to the deadline. Um Same. and I do think he yeah, I, I think that's where it goes. Not whether he gets moved or not, we'll see. Um well, we'll also see, like, what if the Bulls start playing well and, and AK does the, you know, I'm good with being a playing team, so let's just keep going. <laughs> so yeah, that could happen, too. Ryan's you know? like that. <laughs> oh, you're good with the, being a playing having, team. Huh? Having the, having the uh, memories of 14 and 9 after the uh, after the All-Star break, <laughs> uh, that was really, you know, positive for them. So Hey, you never know. I mean, yeah, I, I, yeah, as as our guy Big Dave says, you never know. Like the playing, you, you uh, never know. I mean, the Bulls could get hot. You never you never know. I don't know. But listen, I mean, <laughs> I don't I don't think we have a Jimmy Butler on this team, so I I, I, I will not hold my breath on the Bulls making this magical run. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, 
I, I think a hundred percent getting it's gonna happen. If anything happens, it's gonna happen at the at the deadline. Um, on the day of the of the deadline, probably even yeah. at that. No, I, I I'm inclined to agree with you. Um, so since we both agree, it, it watch it'll just be like a random like January morning, and we'll see like the Shams tweet from Clutch, um, rolling it all yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> like Zach, the, the Zach Bulls is, got three picks, and they got a good young player somehow for a, um, a, a three team deal. <laughs> it'll be like a three team deal with the Bulls getting Rui Hachimura and Gabe Vincent, and <laughs> yeah. I'm, yeah, uh, I'm, not, I don't know. I'm not looking forward to that. But yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see what happens uh, with with Zach Levine. But um, yeah, any any final thoughts, man, before we uh, wrap up the Bulls, uh, the Bulls in this uh, stretch, um, they are in Charlotte Monday. So um, hopefully they don't embarrass me. I won't be at the game, but they are in Charlotte Monday. Yeah. Um, and then Wednesday, Houston, uh, Friday, Golden State. And Saturday they're at San Antonio. So, um, you know, what do you think about this four game stretch? Do you think these are? Um, I mean, this could be a honestly, this could be like a a win streak here if if they get you know if they act right. That, that's those are four very yeah. I games. mean, <laughs> yeah, they could they could easily have a five game win streak here if they if they play to what they you know yeah. if they play right. Um, but the, then the schedule gets pretty tough. There's a lot of road games coming up. Yeah, there. So, yeah. Um, they but, got, but no back to backs though. No back to backs actually. For yeah, actually, no back to backs and for a while. I mean the the schedule against like when you look at the competition overall in in January, it's not like oh my god. I mean Cavaliers are going to be tough. The Cavaliers just play the Bulls tough and Toronto. try to beat them no matter what. But like the Raptors, I know they made that trade for. Uh, quickly, quickly with Andre Barrett. Um, I mean, there's still not a team that's like uh, like this man. I can't believe the Raptors Grizzlies. Uh, I want to say have been playing. They've been playing. They've been, I mean, they've been um, playing better with Ja back, but they're they're still kind yeah, of like. But know. they're still yeah, they're still not a good team, if you will. So, and then the Suns are the Suns. They're just such. You know, we'll see who's playing for them that day. I mean, uh, Bradley Beal will probably still be out. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know. uh, Lakers are a mess. We're seeing we're seeing LeBron already being mad. Did you did you see that? Did you I, see that uh, the little video of him answering about somebody asked him about Rubio's retirement? <laughs> and he was just like, "I'm not in mood, Ricky. I'm sorry. I'm the, this is not directed towards you. I'm just not in a mood to be asking answering this question." <laughs> Poor Ricky, man. My, my demeanor is not about you. <laughs> just, it's like, man, it's getting it's getting bad. Like some of these quotes from like uh from like um Ham uh about yeah. about like how like there's nothing he can do. It's like, dude, like you can't be saying these things. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, oh, man. If they don't get it together, uh, yeah, they, yeah, they don't get it together. I think he's gone in the off season. Like, it's yeah, you know, not even off season. Like, I'm surprised Rajon Rondo wasn't the head coach already. <laughs> like, <laughs> they may they may just dip from him before. Like, they may make you know dip for him before the trade deadline. Make a big trade. Make. Make uh, Rajon the head coach, and uh, and then roll roll with that. You know, like, it's, it's all lining uh, up. Like, yeah, uh, it's all lining up with the Lakers. With uh, I saw someone tweet that uh, <laughs> when LeBron didn't take media questions after like the loss, somebody was like, um, 
yeah, Clutch gonna give Sham some instructions for in the morning, and then sure enough, there was like an article, yeah. <laughs> or it was like a source leak, like the next morning. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it, it's funny. There's a lot of drama in LA right now, and it's funny. And you know, uh, you know, it's we'll see. But like I said, you know, the schedule, like in, it's a lot of road games. But like I said, the schedule isn't tough. In, yeah. in, in regards to the competition that they're facing, so the Bulls could really have another good January if if they play right. So yeah, there, we'll see. Chance. I mean, and that could only and that could only bode well for the value for like for Zach. Like if the Bulls go on this winning play, Zach plays engaged, good basketball. Yeah, that you know can turn that. I can turn, um, and you know, sad to say, like you know, it shouldn't, it shouldn't make yeah. people change their minds so quickly. Yeah. Uh, like my 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 guy Chris Amundsen says, it's GMs are GMs should not be swayed so easily like this. They should be smarter than that. Yeah, like they right. should know what Zach is. Like Zach, Zach's value shouldn't be this low compared to like the caliber player he is. Mm. But it is because of circumstances. And then he's saying like you know that them playing well for like a few weeks shouldn't make them completely change it. It's sad that that would make people change their mind and sway their opinions it's like so a, it's like a fantasy it's uh, like a fantasy football approach like <laughs> he's like oh yeah he's right. playing good for he's playing really well this week i need to get him now <laughs> yeah I, I, yeah yeah exactly yeah. exactly it's uh will be will be interesting but like i say yeah i mean you look at the like a january schedule and it's definitely uh like you know it's definitely a possibility that they they could be fighting really for 500 and, like in them i mean i I mean, granted, I'm saying this, and then watch they go on a losing streak. But I mean, if you yeah. beat Charlotte, <laughs> if you beat Houston, beat Golden State, uh, San Antonio, that means that Cleveland game could be to put you at 500. I mean, it's 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 doable. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> after everything, no, that, after, for sure. After, and, yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, and even if they don't get to 500 at that Cleveland game, there's there's ample opportunity after that fact. Yep, Toronto for them to get two five hundred, two five hundred or above five hundred. So, yeah, I mean, it'll be an interesting month. A lot's going to be. I mean, we're gonna we're definitely gonna be back on the mic more often. Yeah. Um, I want to say, yeah, uh, we just had a lot going on uh, yeah. on our personal lives that we just couldn't do it as much. But right, right. We'll, we'll talk and we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, with with yeah. the Bulls trade stuff, with the schedule, with their encore production and product, and it'll be fun. Right. Yeah. It, it is. Um. I, it's very fascinating that this team um could be fighting for five hundred after um after the way the season started and all of the uh, the shit storm of information that we got uh not too long ago. So uh yeah, I mean, hey, props to the mm-hmm. team. They're they're giving us something entertaining to watch. There's been a lot of fun games and. Um. Yeah. It, it's it is a. It's not a bad time right now to be a Bulls fan. At least not. It's not a bad time. So at bare minimum, we can say that. <laughs> but yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that that concludes today's Bulls Gold. As always, you can catch our past shows wherever you get your podcast. Um, for Celine Sudawala, I'm Edward Schuler. This has been Bulls Gold, and we will catch you next time. Okay.